0: and gentlemen, welcome to the Hungarian Barbarian Podcast. I think this is the fourth one, or the fifth one. Yeah, that's how we started. I, I, I like that. You like that, that, that shit, yeah. It's, it's good, right? But where is this from? This, well, I got this uh, as a gift from my parents. It's from Hong Kong, actually. Okay. No. Yeah. Never it's a, been to Hong Kong. Never been to Hong Kong. It's, yeah. Hong Kong yeah, it used to be sick, now it's fucked. Which one is they,
1: do they call like the, what's the nickname for Hong Kong? In Sin City? No, Sin City's Vegas. Sin City is Vegas. Hong Kong or Shanghai has one. It's like the Devil's something, or mm. one of them have a crazy name.
0: I think it's Osaka. Okay. I think Osaka because I remember when I was there, my friend was telling me that that this is like the devil's place. But oh. I could I could be wrong. I yeah. don't actually know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. I can't say for sure. Yeah. yeah. But today we have Wayne over here. Wayne, could you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Where you grew up? How you ended up over here? All the good stuff just the basics cool cool i'll try
1: and keep it relatively short and i guess we can dive in a little bit deeper yeah. but uh yeah so wayne grew up in fort worth texas spent the first 17 years of my life there um then from there i went to howard university mm. in washington dc i did four years there studied political science mm-hmm. thought for a while that i wanted to be a diplomat until i did like some study abroad programs and did internships with the different federal government agencies and such, and I decided that I didn't want to climb up the ranks through the government, but instead kind of establish myself in business first, and then consider making a step back. So then, instead, I joined a company called Nielsen in their Emerging Leaders Program, which is a two-year, four-rotational program. So I was in New York for a bit, Atlanta for a bit, back in Texas, then made a move to Warsaw, Poland, of mm-hmm. all places, and then was in Poland for about two and a half years. Then the company relocated me here. Damn.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's interesting that you said that about political science. I also studied, like, diplomacy. Nice. And it was the same with me, man. I was like, you know what? This is totally not my thing. Yeah. yeah I I don't want to I don't want to get involved with this stuff. It's it's, it's simply not for me. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's
1: good to have the the understanding mm-hmm. though that it gives you because I would say if you would sure. take like a political science or a social sciences mm-hmm. background in comparison to business or something else those are necessary but these kind of teach you how to think. Yeah, bit. think theory question sort of thing so yeah, i
0: mean for me it was kind of like a modern history lesson okay basically true. like true. where 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 the countries are situated in the world what's the balance like the hegemony of the whole thing and, yeah and uh yeah yeah man wow huh. i didn't know that you studied political science yeah for sure did you do any sports growing up i did, did you... man oh, hold tr- on. Oh, sorry you, you want this yeah absolutely
1: okay yeah. i yeah. thought these were decorations no, for no, a no, second no, <laughs> so sorry thank you very much
0: Get sugar today. Sugar. No, cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, damn. We're not cold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm loving the way he's just giving her the side eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll we'll survive. So.
1: So uh, sports, mm-hmm. yeah, man. So I tried almost everything growing up. Um, Mainly growing up was playing football, so did like football, baseball, uh, well American football. I should say yeah being from Texas. I did play soccer as well though mm-hmm. growing up until like high school. Uh, even at one point I tried gymnastics for like two lessons to my dad took me out because he said I was gonna be gay. Oh. So <laughs> that's kind of a te- Texas background. Um, <laughs> then and while in high school I switched to I did played a little bit of football, then I switched to rugby, wrestling and tennis. Then in uh, college, I moved into more of the martial arts space, and now I do Muay Thai.
0: Wow, yeah. yeah that's a colorful resume of sports you got. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. for
1: sure. The, the one thing that I'm missing out clearly, uh, especially being here in Europe, is basketball. So that was the uh, sad part, was any time I was playing, because I went to like majority white and Mexican schools, so then when we were at lunchtime and we are always trying to choose mm-hmm. to say, okay, which team are you going on? Mm-hmm. Clearly, they would say, okay, black guy, choose him first, and um, that was the worst choice I think they could have made, but, yeah, basketball is not my forte. Wow,
0: yeah. For me, ironically, I love basketball. Okay. Even no. though I sucked at it, man, yeah. I was terrible, but I, I love playing basketball, and nice. I would play basketball when I was in high school in the U.S., and I'd be the only, like, the only white guy. Yeah. And I would just get crushed every time. But I had heart and they, they like me for that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's
1: one of those sports that you can kind of play forever a little bit. Yeah, you might yeah. not be able to run around and everything, but it's not like playing American football or something. You only have a, so many years, you can do that.
0: Man, American football is sick, actually. If you're watching it live. Yeah. If you're yeah, because I can't stand watching it on TV. Okay. Why not? There's so many advertisements. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it it was amazing because I went to these high school football games. Yeah. It was so cool because I knew the players. Okay. You know, so I was like, oh man, it was it was epic. But like, what state were you in
1: again? New York. New York.
0: York. Yeah, that was it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like when it came to TV. TV, I, I just don't like watching sports in general. I don't okay. know, but do, you, do you watch sports? No, actually? no. no. no right? So like, yeah, yeah. that's
1: the, that's yeah. the yeah. other sad part is once people hear I'm from the U.S., mm-hmm. the first thing they want to do is talk to me about sports. <laughs> and I'm like, man, to be honest with you, I'm not big on following them. I do it more on like a social level. So either if the friends want to go play, mm-hmm. I'm down to go play. Yeah. Or if they're saying, okay, let's go uh, drink some beers and watch international football i guess i could call it then i'm down for that <laughs> but do i know players names teams names yeah, not really
0: it's heavy shit how people can memorize all this stuff yeah dude. you know there's people that are obsessed with it and then they have like a, i remember i don't remember what it was called uh i think it's like fantasy league yeah or, yeah or, or so whatever. they play like fantasy football That's all, all be, of these yeah, yeah. yeah. people make money yeah yeah, yeah. it's like they have like careers yeah like just looking at other people play the sport and then making money off it.
1: Yeah, it's a huge passion for them. And that's always just the interesting thing for me. Think uh, when I've been considering like growing up in the US to like people in Europe, just the knowledge and background Mm -hmm. that people have. And then I just ask myself like, how much time have you invested in like learning that? And if you hadn't spent so much time on that, it's a passion for you, you know, enjoy your hobby. But like, what else could you have done?
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. I mean, just like my dad, my dad is absolutely obsessed with it. Yeah. So, like, he knows everything. Well, about football, soccer. Nice. Yeah. Okay, true, true, And I don't know. It's just his thing. It was never my thing. I don't know. For me, I like music. Okay. I would just memorize, like, songs and who wrote them. I guess that's also crazy. It's like, oh, yeah. this song was written in 1982 behind nice. a fucking bar. Anyway, yeah.
1: Yeah. But you, you play guitar, right? Because you have them over y- here? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything I mean, else?
0: The bass. Dope. And I used to play drums earlier. But then I, when I moved to the states, I had to leave my drum set there, okay. and I just stopped. So <laughs> yeah, I played that from like 13 until 17, and then when I moved out, I just—you can't bring that with you. Gotcha. And then I picked up guitar when I was 20. Okay. Just because I was—I uh, was into working out a lot, and I got injured. Yeah. And then I couldn't—I couldn't like move basically ah, for like okay. six months. I was yeah. fucked. What happened? I've—I I've injured my back. Okay. And I was actually in the hospital for yeah. like. Three four days. That was from lifting. Uh, it was like a number of things actually, and to this day they don't really know what the hell it was. <laughs> like it was. It, luckily, it wasn't. It was just muscle. But yeah. You know, if it's muscle pain, then the mm-hmm. pain is more intense, mm-hmm. but it's less serious than if you damaged your bone. Yeah. So you it was know? like a strain or something. It was like a really serious stretch. Yeah. 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 Like I th- in my lower back. Okay.
1: But I think they say the muscle tears actually take longer to heal yeah. than bone. So yeah yeah is
0: it maybe maybe i mean i don't yeah. know i honestly but it, it really sucked and i couldn't i lost a bunch of weight i was 83 kilos yeah and in three months i think less than three months i went from 83 to 67 kilos Jesus. so it was like yeah like all my gains were like out the window <laughs> and i was like okay i'm just gonna like what can i do now i don't wanna because i was just sitting around playing video games and i was like this sucks yeah i can't do shit mm-hmm. so i was like you know what i'm gonna learn how to play guitar and i just, just super i just really got into it
1: oh that's cool man and i think i mean i don't know if it's that muscles like take longer but mm-hmm. if you think about with bones mm-hmm. once a bone breaks it calluses and comes back stronger uh-huh. you know but muscles don't do that they usually stay weak after they've had yeah, that tear that's and that's the stuff. thing it's
0: like so. it's never i'm never gonna be as as like Strong as I was. Built and stuff, yeah. Yeah, because I'm just scared to do it. Yeah, for sure. But this yeah. is why you
1: do like rock climbing and stuff, stuff that you could stay in the play the long game.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to be that like jacked anyway. Now I'm like 77, 78 Smooth, kilos, yeah. which is like decent for yeah. my height. Yeah. And you
1: have the functional strength. That, that's what I, I, I want. That's the now. important thing. Yeah, know?
0: that's what I want now. That's why I think rock climbing is sick because you, you just get that exactly correct the functional strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's like agility and stuff. Yeah exactly so that's a do yeah you, you still gotta come for one of those definitely man but you're busy huh you're going places where are you, where are
1: you going listen man that's why i just tell you like let me know at least like a few days in yeah. advance but you're always
0: like oh I can't bro I'm gonna be in Cyprus it's like oh no sorry bro I'm going to Greece
1: so tell me where are you going this week yeah so um, I mean you, usually like my annual goal is always to hit at least four new countries per year And then by going to the different places, you have the friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then, like when my work schedule is set up, I'm Mm -hmm. usually only in Budapest like two weeks out of the month because I'm usually in Prague for a week, Mm -hmm. Bratislava for a couple days for the countries I cover. Still have like the good friends back in Warsaw, so I'll be in Warsaw mm-hmm. this weekend visiting them. Mm-hmm. And then now that the, uh, the Rona is allowing us to, to travel <laughs> a Big little Rona. bit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll be in, in Greece all of next week. So first time in Greece, knocking that one off
0: the bucket list. That's going to be amazing, man. Greece yeah. is by far one of my favorite, favorite countries in Europe. Yeah.
1: More the party scene, the views, the food. God,
0: yeah, and it's like super easy to get girls there. Okay, nice. It's <laughs> crazy. Like Greek chicks or what? And, like, the foreign girls. Okay. Like, man, every European girl that goes there to Greece, it's like they've seen Mamma Mia, like, 10,000 times, and they just want <laughs> it, to... It, it's, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It's I've unbelievable. never seen that movie, but I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah.
0: I've, I think I watched, like, 10 minutes of it, and I was like, no. Nice. Yeah. By choice? Yeah, by choice. I just, <laughs> no, no, I watched it because... Well, it came out a long time ago. I think it yeah. wasn't, like... I was still in high school, so I was with girls, and they were watching it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go home because i'm not doing this <laughs> true true so yeah damn yeah you're gonna have a blast bro i'm excited man i'm yeah. trying to figure out how to
1: like pace it out because mm-hmm. when we were like in college and stuff it was easy to do a week-long spring break and just get <laughs> trashed every day yeah but then now like my handovers last like two days
0: so i it's need rough, to man. Yeah. balance it out a yeah bit. for me at least at least the whole day is off yeah it's gone yeah yeah it's like i'm not doing anything. <laughs> Squat. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm with you. It's brutal, man. Yeah, I remember when I was 16, I, I would just wake up, it was like, three hours of sleep, yeah. and I'd be fine. Like, fine. Like, nothing wrong with me at all. For sure. And now... It just, anyway, like, when I travel now, I'm happy. I don't I don't really like to party as much as I used to. Okay. Which is good. Like,
1: like, while traveling? I mean, is it based more so on location or the reason that you're traveling?
0: Uh, like, both, I guess. Okay. So, like... Let's say, like, um, I guess in Europe, what's a big party place in Europe? Like Ibiza. Okay. Like yeah, I if you're doing ha-
1: summer, this thing there,
0: Prague, if you're
1: trying to go pretty yeah. hard to Amsterdam, Berlin. But, like, for example,
0: yeah, Ibiza and Berlin, which yeah. we, we can say I think are, like, two of the biggest party places. Like, they don't draw me at all. Okay. I don't want to go there. Like, gotcha. where I'd want to go now would be, like, some Norwegian fjords. You know, some, something like more nature. Yeah. I don't know. That I think that would be way more. But yeah, but it would be way more memorable. Okay. You know, like I wouldn't remember shit anyway if I went to a visa. Fair. Of, or Berlin. Fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it it, it all depends on the intention behind the trip, That's you true. know? Yeah, but okay. Because yeah. I, I have one of my really good buddies back from the U.S. And I can't, I can't judge him for it. But for him, he travels just to like see how other people party. Okay. So like if he has coming to visit me in Budapest mm-hmm. and stuff, like even when he was here back in February, we got completely trashed mm. the first night he was here. And the second day, I'm like, well, dude, this is my favorite city. So let me, like, show you around. Mm. And he was like, Wayne, honestly, you know, I don't travel for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, I don't do this tourist shit. Yeah. I'm here to, like, let's go see where people drink. Let's go see how they drink. Let's go see what they drink. And that, that's it for him. Yeah, nightlife
0: tourism is a thing as well. Yeah. For sure. It's just, I, I still like it, so don't get me wrong. For sure. I still like yeah. it. It's just not my top priority Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. So how is it living in Hungary? Like, Ah, man, they call it Buddha fucking
1: Pest for for a reason. (laughs) That's what I can say. So, I mean, I came here six years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. So, I was studying abroad in Grenoble, France. And um, I had some friends from the US, and we were trying to decide for our spring break if we were going to go do like the Ibiza thing. Mm -hmm. Or uh, then I had one guy from Miami, and he was like, dude, what if we go to Eastern Europe? And then I was like, what? And he was like, let's go to Prague and Budapest and Bratislava. And I was like, I've never heard of these places in my life. So I was trying to decide, like, what place would my mom not want me to go? That's the place to go. And that's exactly why I came to Budapest and stuff. And it was an insane trip. Fell in love with the city my first time mm-hmm. there. And uh, since then, I've been coming back like practically every year, if not a couple of times a year. I've been having friends come. Mm-hmm. So I think once my job had offered me the promotion and mm-hmm. just said, okay, do you want to live in Budapest or in Prague? I was like, this is a no-brainer for me, man. Like, right. Budapest has been yeah. my city. So I can't say so much, like, what's my experience been like in Hungary mm-hmm. because I've really only been to balaton once mm-hmm. and uh other than that i've been staying in budapest so i still need to get out and see more yeah. of the country the countryside and stuff and we'll see but uh in general i've had a really
0: positive experience here yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to do outside the country as well well yeah there's balaton which is like the massive lake yeah but there's also like where my mom's from it's like filled with like wine fields and they have like these i don't know if you're into wine unfortunately i don't like wine really i wish i did yeah, I wish I liked wine and fish, but I don't like either of those <laughs> things. I just like meat and beer. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: a like red wine red guy until I got here, and then I was like finding men drinking mm. white wine. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's a little different, you know. I'm not not too used to that. But then I started drinking it, mm. and I'm like, this wine is pretty decent. Yeah. And then I mean, people here drink frutch which yeah. I think, which I thought was a taboo in the beginning oh I'm for like, sure what are you guys mixing sparkling water with wine yeah and uh my french friends think it's insane and
0: disrespectful mm-hmm. but uh now it keeps you alive so like it's you can drink for a day and dude, not be destroyed exactly yeah. so it's like refreshing yeah yeah. it's yeah. more of a refreshment than an alcoholic drink exactly i think in germany they call it a spritz yeah i think they call it yeah spritz, yeah, some, yeah something like uh-huh. that yeah yeah so like what are the big culture shocks? Then tell me. Like the, the difference oh, the massive differences between man, like Texas. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like Hungary. Okay. Or like so I would say
1: in my experience thus far in Hungary the first thing that was like the biggest shock to me is um, blowing your nose. <laughs> right? So and maybe it's from Texas. Like, we are super polite. I not, not what so. I expected. <laughs> I, know, I know. But this, this is the first thing that always jumps out. Really? Like, yeah. Because there, in, in Texas, it's like we will, uh, if you need to sneeze or if you're, yeah, you say, you excuse yourself and you're going to go to the toilet, go to the bathroom, whatever, and just, blow your nose. Just
0: to sneeze? Exactly. Just you to,
1: Well, you, you might sneeze, but then you're going to get up and, oh, gosh, I need to blow my nose. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've been in... Board meetings here, like with the leadership team, and all of a sudden someone's giving a presentation. You see somebody in the back just <laughs> blowing their nose out all crazy, all over. I'm like, what the? Like, are, are you gonna wash your hands? Uh, no. Cool. So I think maybe hungry had something to do with the virus. Yeah, bro, we're doing fine to Texas. Literally. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got kept, man. I love my state, but uh, dude, I love
0: your state too. Yeah, but, but I, I think we could have done better with that. Yeah, but dude, honestly, Texas is my favorite state. Really? By far. Why so? It's just, it's what I imagined America to be like when I was okay. a kid. Okay, dope. You know, when I was a child, it's yeah. like, oh, th- this is America. Exactly. Like, this is America. And it's, it's like the most American state yeah. and the least American state at the same time. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, fuck all the other states, but this is Texas. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when people awesome.
1: ask me where I'm from, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever it's answered the U.S. Texas. Like, we'd be like, where are you from? Yeah. I'm from Texas. And yeah. it's already like this little bit of... I don't know if it's fear or respect that they have for me a bit, but it's like, oh, from Texas, this guy has guns Mm. and all this kind of stuff. He played American football, this sort of thing. But no, Texas is fantastic. I love my
0: state. Dude, I I love your state too. I was in in Dallas, just in Dallas and in Waco because my cousin had a a professional tennis scholarship at the University of Baylor. Yeah, yeah, Baylor, of course. Yeah, and uh, I got to go visit him when he was out there. And, uh, I don't know, man, I just loved it. Yeah. And I was, I was 18. Yeah. It's like one of the funniest shit, like moments I ever, I ever saw was like, we were driving in the car and there was a dude in the pickup truck in front of us uh-huh. and there was this hot ass blonde chick running on the side of the road. And this dude in the pickup trucks that just takes a sandwich and just whips it out the window and hits her in the face. Legit? And, <laughs> yeah, legit, dude. And <laughs> oh, I was like, oh what? my God, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that just happened. And I was Damn. dying. And she was like, "Fuck you, assholes!" Yeah, and they were like honking their horn and shit. And just... Wait, was she like fat or something? No, why, she, was like, hit her with she was like hot as fuck. Yeah. That was the best part. She was like, "Oh, like do that whole Baywatch thing." Yeah. And then, bam, sandwich to the face. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a
1: normal <laughs> um, occurrence. Well, exactly. it was like a, it was like a
0: university. <laughs> exactly. It was a university town, so like, yeah, the girl must have been like twenty, and the dudes must have been like, I don't know. 22, 23, something like that. That makes sense. You yeah. know, I mean, to me, back then, when I was, you know, I was like, oh, these are adults and shit. They like, yeah. they're allowed to drink and everything. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think if I was to move back to the U.S.
1: at any point, it would be going back to Texas, <laughs> like... I don't know the exact metrics for this, mm-hmm. but they said, like, well, first off, in Texas, we've always threatened to, like, leave the U.S. Yeah. because
0: we were our own country before. You should. You and should. Yeah, uh, everybody yeah. mentions that. Exactly. There's nobody that I've met from Texas that doesn't get off mentioning that they Mentioned were their it. own own nation. Yeah, but even if we were to leave, we would still be, like,
1: one of the world's largest economies. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge economy. Even if you look at, like, the Navy SEAL, like,
0: Texas just yeah. breeds yeah, shitload. weird people. The you most know? Like, the most, the most Navy SEALs are from Texas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking badass state, man. You guys are. You guys have money, guns, fucking style. Land.
1: It's still cheap. Yeah. Amazing food. Yeah. The food. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. Kind people. Very, yeah. I, I, that's what I find like with Hungary. That uh, like mm. it's very simple for me, mm-hmm. or it's similar, I should say, mm. because people like kind of operate off of respect. Yeah. yeah, like so, we're pretty. Even though we'll be prideful, we're quite humble mm-hmm. in Texas. So you're not gonna go around showing things. And in my experience thus far, in Budapest, I can say like people are quite humble. They're mm-hmm. very welcoming. They smile at them. They might not smile at you originally as like the first time they see you, but if you smile, then yeah, it's all, see ya. Yeah, know?
0: if you give, you, you have to like initiate the kindness. That's one thing that I didn't <laughs> like in the U.S. Was yeah. like everybody's like smiling at me and. and <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you smiling at? me for? you for don't even sure. know me. They're like, oh hi, how was your day? It's like, dude, I literally I don't even know who the fuck you are. You're just walking <laughs> by me on the street, and then I'm like, great, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, it's pretty interesting though, because some people look at us as being, um, what word do I want to say? A little bit fake in that way, right? Yeah. Because that's, that's what I
0: wanted to say, but didn't want to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, true. It's real though, because like we'll yeah. sit down with yeah.
1: someone like on the airplane and yeah. have the most in-depth conversation Mm. like talk about your family Mm. fears all this kind of stuff and then the person you're sitting next to is probably thinking they just found their new best friend mm-hmm. and then as soon as you land on your flight we're like alright have a good day and walk away never yeah, speak to them again yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't know I guess we're just much more of a like acquaintance yeah sort of culture so you will have like a bunch of acquaintances mm-hmm, as opposed mm-hmm. to Real say friends. here where people yeah. just have like the same friends that
0: they grew up with and those yeah. are their friends yeah, yeah. You know? basically here it's like if you're gonna have a friend it's gonna be it's, it's harder to make Hungarian friends mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. but if you like have a friend then they're like your friend yeah it's like americans will say shit like oh you just gotta come down and visit us in california <laughs> but it's like i know you don't fucking mean it exactly so why are you saying this to me yeah you yeah, don't mean yeah. it. you know if, if like somebody from i would say east europe in general mm-hmm. says like yo come visit me yeah then they mean it a hundred percent yeah they would like yeah. take off work show you the full yeah, city absolutely yeah, yeah yeah definitely roll out the
1: the uh red carpet in, in that way yeah, I find the English are kind of similar in that aspect that they are more so that they would like take care of you or they're well, no, a little like, bit more like, like the like American. Like
0: if America is like Coca-Cola then England is Diet Coke. Okay. If you, you could call them Pepsi. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's really interesting cuz you can see that, you know, both like anglo-saxon culture sort of thing yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you definitely see the little nuances though yeah, right because like you have so many things that are similar mm-hmm. but then like you said on this one point of like friendships mm-hmm.
0: totally different approach yeah you know? absolutely yeah i mean like it was crazy because I, I went to all of the anglo-saxon countries almost mm-hmm. all of them before i went to england yeah really so yeah i was in australia i was in the u.s i was in uh, canada i know the u.s like you guys had your revolution but was still you know came from england and i was in all these nations and then i went to the uk and i was Mm -hmm. like oh fuck this is the this is the root of it all yeah you know this is where everything like came from this is where everything spread from this little island true that was really cool true true yeah yeah yeah
1: but i mean i guess it you know back back to thinking about your purpose if i was taking a solo trip somewhere Uh yeah i'd probably be open to go to the u.s because i'm going to be able to meet people quite easily oh for sure you know versus coming i haven't had an issue here because i will just you know offer people shots and then usually people will talk to me yeah (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. you know but if not if i was like a girl or something traveling to prague or Budapest Mm -hmm. for the first time i think it might be a little bit more of a challenge fitting in versus if you're in the u.s somebody's gonna come up and like check on you so if you're in texas and you're like sitting around looking sad Uh somebody's gonna ask what's wrong and then in that way they're gonna try and make the situation better
0: yeah 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 yeah, I mean traveling as a girl would be like a bit scarier. Yeah, I knew I knew like four girls, just girls that went to uh, South Korea. Okay, by themselves, which is a pretty safe like Place country, you yeah, know. Sure. South Korea is not North Korea. <laughs> anyway, like, like they all got robbed, like in the in the the hostel in they, South Korea. Yeah, in the hostel because I guess the guy staying there. They just saw like, oh, it's just a bunch of chicks. Fuck them. They're they're not they're not from here. We're just gonna steal all their stuff without the them noticing. other
1: people in the hostel rob them. Probably yeah. Well, they uh, don't know
0: they don't know who robbed them. They just got all their stuff stolen. That's so. insane. That was yeah. the
1: one. That's the another thing about Europe that I think is a bit different. Is mm. like you guys just like leave your shit out. And like yeah. trust people, like oh, it's Europe, nobody's gonna touch it. So you go to a party or something, <laughs> people put backpacks and jackets everywhere. I, I don't do that it. personally
0: because yeah. I've been to too many fucking places. Okay, but sure. but like yeah yeah yeah, I, I've seen that a lot of friends, a lot of girls especially. They're like, whoops, I left my phone on the counter over there. Yeah, like. 30 meters away. I'm exactly. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, like, like after being in
1: New York, dude, like, if uh, my, my phone needs to be like <laughs> in hands, distance, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm touching my pockets and stuff all the time, you know, because it's a yeah. totally different vibe in that way. Well,
0: actually, when I lived in Barcelona, I, I can't, well, that's also Europe, but that's like, the, I swear, that city is like a, uh, it's like a, the whole city is a, like, tourist trap. True. That that's what it, have you been there? Yeah, I
1: have, and like, I got, I didn't get robbed, but I got, like, gypped by this restaurant mm-hmm. yeah. because they... Uh, well, they, first they told us that we were at, what's the place called, La, La Rambas? Yeah, Las Rambas. La Bamba. La Bamba. La Bamba. It's like the yeah, main street. Yeah. That main going street, down, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the guys that had like the huge one liter beers, and we were asking them how much they were. And they're like, oh, 10 euros. Mm-hmm. So we said, cool. They, so we started to go inside, and then uh, we were like, oh, no, can we sit outside? He was like, yeah, no problem. When the bill came, he was charging us like 20 euros for mm-hmm. each of the beers, and we asked why. He was like, oh, you sat outside like yeah. you didn't tell us it's the beginning dude so yeah. everywhere Bullshit. i was asking i was having to want to like sign a contract with people before i'm agreeing to prices because yeah. they were just yeah, playing yeah. around that's and they rough. they caught the cops on us because i told them i'm like dude i'm not paying for this shit i'll pay half <laughs> the price and they caught the cops and uh, <laughs> yeah the cops made us pay i had, I had the <laughs> cops
0: called on me too in barcelona but i won't that's that's uh that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> yeah man i mean i had a i would I had to take the Metro like half an hour to school and half an hour back when wow. I lived there. yeah. And it's like I got to know the pickpockets because they would always be there, you know, and I'd be like – I'd like stare them down. That's what I would do. Yeah. So you, I, can, you can already like see well, who, I can who's see who, who. they were like shady as fuck, you okay. know, and they, yeah, you yeah. can see them like looking at other people and then you figure it out like, oh, they're working in teams. Gotcha. So like one guy will bump into you and then while you're distracted, some dude will just – steal your wallet out of your back pocket really you know yeah, yeah. have you seen like videos in south america pickpockets because for them <laughs> bro, it's not
1: even i don't even call it pickpocket bro. it's like straight i'm stealing i'm yeah. robbing you i'm robbing I'm you right grab now grab your phone in middle keep, fucking middle of daylight
0: yeah people do nothing yeah there's people around nobody does shit yeah, and, and it's walking. all it's all kids yeah it's all yeah. kids because, like, they have a different they have different laws, yeah, you know. So you've sure. got these yeah. gangs of kids that roam around, mm-hmm. and they'll just try to rob your ass. Yeah. Did you see? There's a bunch of videos when they had the oh, was it the Olympics that they had or the the, the in the, Rio? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all the tourists went there, and the government didn't do a good job at uh, keeping out all the thieves. Mm-hmm. And it's just these people getting jacked in the middle of the road. <laughs> that's insane. That's yeah, horrible. Yeah, man. But I mean, I guess at the same time,
1: that's when you. Look like at what poverty ends up producing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, people feel like they don't have a choice.
0: So yeah, well, yeah, 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 dude. It's unfortunate for sure. Yeah, man. It's good. Like, how is hungry for safety? So. Uh,
1: man. Honestly, so between living in Warsaw and now living in Budapest, I don't think I've like ever felt threatened. Yeah, ever? Yeah. Yeah. Even like you know skin tone kind of stuff. Mm. Never Never. felt like I've been fortunate in that way because I know some people that have had issues. uh, But honestly, I feel quite safe and open here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never felt like I was in danger here either. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was in danger in China either. Yeah, I felt I didn't feel safe in the U.S. though. I'll tell you that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. you
1: think twice there. I mean, I know when yeah. I was living there, like there were I've seen people get robbed on the subway, like after parties, because like you're you're not about to take a Uber because it's like a hundred dollars to get from the club home. What so then, was it in New York or? Yeah, New York, yeah. in New York how long, City. How sorry? Yeah. How long were you? In I was place? living in New York for a little more than a year. Damn. So okay, then, like yeah. you're trashed after a party or if you're doing happy hour or something and it's easy for you to sit down on the on the subway if you're lucky and like mm-hmm. take a nap and people are just like waiting and they'll just get you as soon as it happens so yeah it's fucked up man yeah stuff stuff is
0: stuff there man damn yeah i don't know i think one one time when i was in greece actually my friend got pickpocketed in athens really on the metro i would would watch a greece you you do get some sort of shady especially in athens you do get some it's also kind of like a touristy place you know true so watch out for that when you go but he got pickpocketed and this lady noticed Mm -hmm. and she like tapped him he's like hey hey hey! look at him look at him and then the guy immediately dropped it he dropped his wallet on the floor because then it's like oh i didn't have anything to do with it yeah yeah it's like oh look there it is (laughs) there oh you dropped your shit (laughs) that's it go get it here you are you're welcome <laughs> yeah wow
1: i mean being in like europe i have adjusted the, my style a bit so when i'm doing the week-long trips i wear a fanny pack now uh-huh. something i was like i'd never wear in the u.s Dude. but then there you could keep everything kind of tucked in yeah. and you keep it inside so you know i don't know i never
0: i never felt like i have the need for that yeah i just have like wallet phone keys true that's, that's it leave the yeah. passport at home and stuff so
1: i guess you don't really need it when you're yeah. in europe because you're european yeah. so. all right yeah that's true that's true yeah. that's true
0: all right so richie's telling me we gotta take intermission sounds good so it's been 30 minutes it's been 30 minutes bro quick. it goes quick yeah, yeah yeah all right we'll be right back all right <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so wow. okay so ladies and gentlemen welcome back to part two of the Hungarian Barbarian podcast with Wayne. And we're back. And we're back. Can back. we start with another Corona? Yeah, absolutely, man. We don't have it any other way. Perfect. Got you. There you go, boss. My yeah. yeah. Let's see Another one. Oh. Cheers, Cheers dude. Cheers. Is so, that like a thing that you guys like? Bang it on the. Yeah, so yeah. it's like
1: this, in the U.S., we definitely do a tap, but um, in Spain, you should probably know this one, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Situ no, no foya."
0: Oh, man, I have no idea. I don't that remember much like from if, Barcelona. like, if you don't touch, you don't fuck. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> say. Is <Yeah. laughs> that there? They say, I think it's Situ no foya.'" Where were you in Spain?
1: Just Only in Barcelona, but I've had, like, one of my really good friends, Pablo, in Warsaw, he's from
0: Spain, so he's teaching me all of this stuff. Yeah. Funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me more about Warsaw. How yeah. was how that? Because I've, yeah, I don't know much about.
1: Yeah, man. So um, I'll even kind of give you the big background on how I got there. Yeah, because be uh, with my company, the so it was two uh, were four rotations over the course of two years. And your last rotation to just make sure you could be an international leader, mm-hmm. was you have to go abroad for it. And I remember our options were Dubai, Shanghai, Mumbai, and Warsaw. Mm-hmm. And then we had to like give the uh, committee like a bit of a pitch for where we wanted to go and why. So I was like looking at the list, and I'm like, okay, I've been to Shanghai already, uh, Mumbai. I love Indian food, but. Don't think that's where I wanna go yet. And uh, so I said Dubai, even though I had been, I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, that'll be an expat community. Mm -hmm. I'd be able to network and build and grow and stuff there. So I gave them this full like five minute speech about why Dubai was the best place for me to go as part of my growth. Mm -hmm. And like their faces were just like, and they said, okay, what's your second choice? I gave them this super slight thirty second pitch on Warsaw. Uh-huh. They had the biggest smile on their face, like you want to go to Warsaw. So I walk <laughs> out of the room, like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably everybody wanted to go to Dubai. That's yeah. everyone wanted to go to like Dubai and, yeah. and, and yeah. Shanghai. So, yeah, yeah. um but yeah. So I, once they told me I was going to Warsaw, I was like, all right, cool. I get to go see Auschwitz. And they were like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Like he's excited to go here so he could see Auschwitz. Hell but yeah. I'm a bit of a like World War Two history buff. That's so good, it's one of the reasons I've always loved Europe. Is just the mm-hmm historical factor so um got to Warsaw and I was only supposed to be there for three months mm. so it's supposed to just be a bit of a short-term assignment but got there and like fell in love with the city ended up making a ton of friends and uh met my business partner who was uh, a guy from Senegal and like he's uh, about 40 now but uh this guy is super wise and there was just a lot that he wanted to do in the world where we had very similar thinking mm-hmm. so he's Definitely much more affluent than I am at the moment, but he had just said he needed someone who could go and execute for him because he had the investment, he had the background, he had the network, but he needed to help make that happen. So with with him in Warsaw, we ended up having multiple different types of businesses. So like uh, restaurants, we'd launched some restaurants. First one was a sushi restaurant, which was a total failure. (laughs) A total failure. Uh, We did an African restaurant, two African restaurants. Uh, he has another restaurant there now, and I had a food truck with a friend. So uh, while in Warsaw, man, it ended up being just like a bit of a life university for me. For me, I wow. felt like I was like getting my MBA there because I'm balancing my job, but also then needing to go work and like own and manage businesses as well after work and still occasionally during work sort of thing. It was mm. committed there on weekends. Mm. Uh, my experience with Polish people was really great as well because – cannot tell you the number of times that i would like be at a bar and um it's it's a, kind of similar to hungry in that people would look at you but they would just look at
0: you yeah
1: like not smile at you or anything until yeah, you they, smile or you nod or something and then okay they would open up yeah but i can't tell you the number of times i've been at a bar and like a guy would walk up to me and say hey you know just limited english you're black And I'm like, oh, shit, really? (laughs) And he's like, oh, what are you doing in Poland? I'm like, "Um, well, I live here. I work here. I love Warsaw. He's like, what? You love Warsaw? We must drink vodka. Yeah. And then we'd end up drinking and be best friends after. So, uh, yeah, people in Poland were, were super open. But it was a good place to, like, grow up. I yeah. Feel like, because it was right after college, so mm-hmm. this and I was able to after the time in New York and Atlanta, so I was able to come into myself mm-hmm. a bit more in Central Europe, and uh, it was a really, really good experience. So mm-hmm. made it easy to travel around and kind of help me get this opportunity that I have here now because I understand the Central European market, the mindset a lot more, and then how to be able to like communicate and make things happen. Amazing, man. Yeah.
0: So you were doing like these side businesses yeah. along with your work. Yeah. And it was basically restaurant man- management. Mainly, yeah, Maybe. mainly restaurant management. Yeah. So yeah, he had a few other things that I was helping him out with, but that was the that was the focus for sure. Amazing dude, that's sick. And you could like deal with it too, yeah. Like it was. Uh, yeah. Did you feel like ever like I was like oh fuck, what did I get myself into? All the time, <laughs> all the time. But that's been my approach with life. That's a is good, like yeah. yeah.
1: For me, if there's anything like I'm afraid of or a mm. challenge, I'm just like fuck it, it, let's go do this. Yeah, shit. exactly. Let, let, let's get after it. And exactly worst correct. case scenario, I'm like I just go home after, right? Or if I lose my money, I'm sure I'll have this experience now. Mm. I'll figure out a way that I can make it back and such. Uh, And then it also tells you what you don't want to do because like we worked with great people, but like if I never had to own or manage a restaurant again in my life, that's might be too soon. You know, Mm -hmm. like that would be Mm -hmm. I I would be totally fine with not not having to go back into into that industry. But it was cool. It was really good because it was a totally different environment. Just like the working during the day and you're working with people that have like college degrees. They have a different approach Mm -hmm. towards work versus then you go to the restaurants and you have a totally different profile of people. Your clientele is totally different. It's much harder to keep them happy because everyone ha- loves to have an opinion because mm-hmm. they're like paying for this food and such, you know. So you got definitely have to make sure you keep them happy. And I kind of get it from my dad. It's just like this workaholic approach because for him even though he's had like his main job, he always finds his hobbies that he's able to try to monetize. So he's like, "Okay, this is something I like to do. I really like photography. Let me do a photography business." So for me, it's always if I've had these just seeing him is okay, if I have some extra hours in the day, what can I do? What is it that I like to do and how can I potentially monetize this sort of thing? So that's why now, since I'm not doing the restaurants, I've been getting back into the financial markets. Uh, do that quite a bit in uh, martial arts and looking for opportunities.
0: Yeah, it's sick that you're all over the place. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's good. Just I think it's all about the world is about connections Absolutely. for things, you know, so yeah. even this political science background has helped. The corporate background helps me understand things. So now whenever I'm trading in the markets, I can already think from these different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So I can make the connections to say, okay, if I see that oil is dropping super low because of the amount of supply, then the next question is now, okay, not just how can you make money through oil, Mm -hmm. but where does this oil have to go? People need to store it somewhere. So you start to look into storage companies and to say, okay, maybe I should look to invest there. And with time, you know, you might, End up losing money or uh, lots of times if you think it out well enough and you have the right trading strategy it could end up being uh quite make some make some money from it
0: yeah dude yeah 100 yeah 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 i don't know the stock exchange and all this stuff it, yeah. for me it just looks like a big casino honestly it kind of is i mean there is logic i mean it's just from what i heard from my yeah. friends that do it they just say it's reading the news just being having as much information as you can get your hands on. Absolutely. And and you need, you kind of, like if you want to do it like just that, mm-hmm. like just not as like, like a hobby level, you really need to have a like real connection. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's a, uh, like you said, it's
1: a, a bit of a casino, especially mm-hmm. if you're operating as a retail investor, mm-hmm. because there's so much information you don't have, uh, depending on the type of trading platform you use, there can be certain things that like might not let you short a market. And the markets fall way quicker than they rise so then there will be hedge funds that are just able to make money simply because They don't need to go through a brokerage house to make this sort of thing happen So it comes down to the information you have the trading Strategy you have so people come to me and they say well Wayne, how can I do this? And I'm like at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to your strategy, man I can't break it down for you to say this is how you're gonna get rich because once you're in the markets And like you are actually watching yourself like lose or make hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. in seconds, it's like okay, can your emotions take this and say, let me still wait and watch what the markets is gonna do? Are you gonna freak out, or if the other way around, if you actually see you're making a couple of hundred, Mm -hmm. are you gonna say, okay, man, I'm gonna get really greedy and Mm -hmm. hope I can make thousands, Mm -hmm. and then market turns around on you and you lose everything? Yeah. So it's all about your your strategy, staying humble, Mm -hmm. and kind of yeah, just staying
0: focused on the goal. I had had many years of losses to, to learn to get to this point. You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I invested in the stock market for briefly, and then I just stopped doing it because yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just, it was just I lost a lost money on it. And yeah. I was like, I don't know about you, but I was like, I had dreams about it. Mm-hmm. Like I would have dreams of me looking at my phone while yeah. I'm sleeping and just just like either looking at a go up or down or yeah. whatever the fuck. And then I'd wake up in the morning and like cold sweat and I'd be checking it. And I'm like, Oh God, this that's is, it. That's this it. is like li- li- literally a nightmare. Like I, <laughs> I can't yeah. be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Do for yeah. two years. I
1: was trading in the futures market and the futures market trades like 23 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So the stock market is like eight hours, but yeah. the futures market's uh, 23 mm-hmm. and I had buzzers and things set if price would come into my level. Mm-hmm. So there was like two years I didn't sleep because it would be 2am and then, so yeah. i need to go check on so i can go take a trade and this sort of stuff or you would be sleeping and there was a certain sound it would make when you lost money and then you would just kind of cry yourself back oh, to sleep <laughs> it'll be 3am this is you can imagine
0: like, you're like on a date with a girl and then, you just, <laughs> and then you're just having the best time and then you hear that noise and it's just like oh, exactly fuck, i yeah. guess you're paying this time that's it yeah, like, that, that, yeah that's <laughs> what they're coming to
1: order would you like anything to drink can i take a water please yeah. <laughs> no. i'll just chew on my nap exactly yeah yeah, yeah. So markets are fun, man. But, I mean, I think it also comes down, especially considering the sort of environment that we're in right Mm now, where we're probably going to be having to deal with a lot of inflation. And if you're dealing with inflation, this is going to say if I had, let's say, like, inflation's at 2%. something like this and you had a hundred dollars and this a hundred dollars you're just trying to keep it in cash that means every year Mm -hmm. you're losing two dollars yes by just leaving it in cash exactly so you're better off potentially putting this even if you put it into an index fund Mm -hmm. like the s&p 500 Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. where i don't know i think it's a year over year increases around like 6% 6% to 12% can't quite remember but you put it there at a minimum you'll probably be beating inflation in the yeah, long run that's smart so yeah, yeah. that's why I said it depends on your strategy it might yeah. the market's going to go up and down like this so you just keep putting money in and watch what happens or you can try to trade a bit more and make money when it goes up and down
0: yeah for me personally I'd, I'd rather invest in like like properties yeah real estate real estate True. honestly it's just like a safer bet yeah especially here in Europe it's like Especially here, I think, in, like, Central mm-hmm. East Europe. It's yeah. like, this place is getting so popular. For sure. And uh, even the the properties that we own, have they've just gone up in value, yeah. sometimes even doubling or tripling in, yeah. in like, five, six years. It's True. ridiculous. But do you not feel like we're on the cusp of a bit of a bubble right now? Uh, I mean, yeah. Look, dude, this has been the most, like, unstable, crazy year since the World Wars. Yeah. You know, like... This shit isn't we, we haven't this is there the last time there was a crisis. Mm-hmm. at such a global scale. It mm-hmm. was World War two Yeah, so I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Absolutely. And that's the best answer I got Honestly, yeah, yeah, that's not, the most truth as truthful as I can be about it. That, I don't
1: know. That's real But even if like so if we don't even refer to like the mm-hmm. COVID times mm-hmm. cause I can say that's the one thing I've learned the most about being here is I Really don't understand how people are able to live on some of the salaries that people are making here because issue, if man. I look at like I know people my age are yeah. just graduating with the masters yeah. and they're making what like 300k gross a month. Yeah. And they're trying to save up to buy a flat in Budapest, like in the
0: city center. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. why are you doing that? the 300k in forints, not in dollars. Yeah, in foreign exactly. Which is so, like just so which, so which is clear. like a yeah. thousand thousand euros or yeah. so. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm
1: like, I don't even know how they're able to really like live and function. And with the money they're saving, they're saying, mm-hmm. okay, I want to put this to where it's a flat. I'm like, who knows? You might buy this flat at this price, and then if it's a bubble and the bubble burst, now the value is going to be much lower. Yeah. Yes, it's still yours. Yeah. For sure, but, but you know, one. it
0: can go up again. Yeah, just like the markets. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. And. Uh, Something tangible.
1: I think that helps.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like tangible things. True. To be honest, like I don't know, like Bitcoin and this kind of stuff, it yeah. freaks me out, man. Really? Yeah, yeah okay. dude, for sure. Yeah, yeah for me. I mean, I don't know. I'm simple. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, dude. So what would you say is like the best advice that you ever received, you think? Good question. Yeah. Good question.
1: Hmm. You can take your time.
0: Yeah.
1: I I can only choose one?
0: No, you can, you know, just some, some... wisdom for everybody that might be watching yeah yeah yeah.
1: so i would say two things that really stand out that i think about the most uh the first would be to do something that scares you every day Mm -hmm. so like first off if it's you're doing something that scares you two things are going to happen one you're going to fail and Mm -hmm. you're going to get a little bit more comfortable with Mm -hmm. failure when you're failing every day it's not going to hurt you you're not going to be afraid of it as much you know but then then the second point if you go do something that scares you and you might actually realize it's not so bad. Like, yeah. what have I been stressing about, you know? Because it's like on the point of maximum fears, mm-hmm. like if you're going skydiving or something, right? I think Will Smith was talking about this. Like, that's when he was the most afraid. But the second after, mm-hmm. it was bliss. It was like, why was I afraid? It was so much fun.
0: Yeah, dude. I yeah. can totally relate to that. I, know I have a job now where I got to, like, call people like, yeah. randomly. yeah, You know, cold calls, basically. Exactly. And I was also, like, terrified. Yeah. And then after I did the first one, I was like, oh. This is, I feel so good. I feel yeah. like like literally like a weight has come off my chest and I'm no longer afraid. And it's just been sick since then. So. Exactly.
1: Because I think us males, yeah. we have a really
0: big issue with like fear of rejection. It was like ego. Yeah, that yeah. ego factor. Because yeah. Yeah.
1: We, look, we look at if like you were to go approach a girl or you cold mm-hmm. call or something yeah. and it doesn't go work well. We like look at it as a reflection of ourselves mm-hmm. you rather it than just, yeah. just an ill. You, t- you took a loss. Yeah, You know, so I would say that's one thing. Uh, The other thing that I really try to remember, which I still struggle with, is uh, they say that we like far uh, overestimate what we can do in a day, but we far underestimate what we can do in like a year or five years. So that's we live smart. in this world of this instant gratification. Yeah, you that's know, where, never
0: been more true. I think exactly.
1: Yeah. So it's like, all right, if I'm gonna go, I want to lose weight. I'm gonna go to the gym for a week, and I'm pissed because I didn't drop any kilos. Yeah, you, you know, I push myself in. so hard, I'm tired. But you don't even need to go that hard as you did for that week. Even if you did half of that, but you did it for two years straight, mm-hmm. you had that consistency, you will end up accomplishing way more than you thought was possible. So I think that's what's wrong with us or that's an opportunity, you know, that our generation has is to just stick to it and Mm -hmm. understand guys, stuff is gonna take time. It doesn't mean that you're like not a winner because you're thirty and you're not Mark Zuckerberg yet. That's cool. Like you're launching this podcast Mm -hmm. now. Who knows dude it might take
0: 2 years before it jumps off and gets really popular. Uh, yeah dude this is this will if it even happens it's not yeah. going to happen like next week. It's hey it could it but, could. Well you know? but I'm not I'm not thinking in my mind exactly. like like you know what you know what I mean like Yeah. That would be foolish. No every, anything that's worth anything takes time. Yeah. And you're doing it for the right reasons yeah. you know cuz for you it's also like you enjoy this. Yeah I'm having fun dude like yeah. I don't expect what do I expect from this? Just to meet people and make connections. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which is what, what's been happening. That's okay. what I expect from it. Yeah. If something else happens, fuck yeah. You yeah. know, but but that's about it. I just like talking to people exactly. and having a good time yeah. and drinking beer. Do it, exactly. You get yeah. to so. do that in your free time. And I think you yeah. get to you get to learn some stuff in the process as but well. But that's exactly it's yeah. like for self education and, yeah. and, and networking, I guess. That's yeah. that's mainly the reason why. I get that yeah. added perspective, get to beat on this do- these are called dongs or something, right? Well, a gong. Gong. Yeah, dong is you something see, else. I ju-
1: wow, I just learned something today. There yeah, we you could beat you could
0: beat the gong with your dong though. That's, that's uh Is that before that'll or after be episode sixty nine. There we go. Is that before or after the beers? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, dude. Well that's some good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like the m- the most valuable human asset that anybody can have is yeah. gr- is grit. Okay. True. It's just sticking to it. True. No matter what, you just stick to it. You don't yeah. give up. Yeah. Because then, even if you don't end up where you want it to end up, you still end up doing what you wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you, and who, who knows? Yeah. You know? And I think it's it's such a fine line, right?
1: Because yeah, people will talk about grit, but then other people say, okay, if someone's showing this grit, they're just stubborn. You know, they won't give up and it's so easy I think as well for like our family members to say oh well you want to start your own business you unless unless they did the same oh you shouldn't do that because life is going to be so hard for you the next five years Mm. go get your MBA just Mm -hmm. go get a nice paying job and go live your life and stuff so then it's already this additional pressure Mm -hmm. you're trying to fight because you don't have that support system you might be looking for so it is really you and you start questioning yourself am I just being stubborn or am I showing grit and potentially chasing some of my dreams yeah
0: you know chase it go and and learn that's it because no matter what you will learn especially at this age when we're in our 20s you know we're still like so young yeah like there's you know what i mean it's like uh it's crazy when i think about it like when i think about my dad he didn't start going to university until he was 26 wow and i'm already done with my masters nice and look where your dad
1: is now Yeah. yeah 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 well that's
0: exactly it so i don't really have any I would say I have a little bit of anxiety true what everybody does true, you know So you just shut the fuck up and deal yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I think even I mean the word fear Like we gotta we gotta get over that so like yeah. it's okay to say yes I'm afraid of something. Yeah, it's like good it, to admit because yeah, yeah. if you even th- Someone else said to someone else much smarter than me when they were talking about like the concept of fear mm-hmm. and things It's like um, like our courage is not the absence of fear but it's like still being able to move on despite the fear. Exactly. Like that's when you're courageous. Yeah, because if you're, you're not
0: afraid, you're not courageous. You're just not afraid. Yeah, you're Cur- on drugs or something. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That. Courage is when you, you you know the risks and you're scared of the risks, yeah. but you continue to go ahead anyway. You still get after it. Yeah. You know. And, and
1: that, those right. are also like the stories that end up motivating
0: people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear about
1: the kid that had the richest parents in the world and they didn't have to work, so they had their own business. And it yeah, was dirty. Nobody yeah. gives a
0: fuck. It's like you think about uh, – Amazon. Yeah. The guy, uh, what's his name? Jeff Jeff Bezos. And, you know, congratulations to him for what he's done. Absolutely. But, dude, he got like a $300,000 loan from mommy and daddy. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's like a third of a million dollars. Exactly so and then that makes other people like it demotivates
1: them in a way because mm, then they're yeah. already gonna say i can't do this because of it's this. always looking for excuses
0: absolutely you know people are always looking like it's like oh i can't do this i'm too weak or, or running is not for me yeah or whatever the fuck you always there's always a million reasons not to do something yeah but there's you just need one to just to just do it exactly yeah just
1: get after it every day do that's, a little bit the shit. every single day that's
0: the shit man yeah, yeah. so that's why i think grit you yeah. just do it every day. That's exactly it. It's like a super, super, uh, what's it called? Superpower. Yeah. Couldn't agree more man. Yeah, dude. 100%. So, that was a good talk. My next question is, uh, let's talk about the U.S. a little bit because right. it's kind of been in the spotlight these days. Let's do it. With these whole Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, and yeah. I'd just like to ask your opinion or perspective on this. and okay. What you, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um... Where to start with this huge topic huge topic so i would say in already what's been going on with the black lives matter protest if we just want to focus on this summer because it's been something that's been going on for years you know yeah. so not just it's Let's not just, something fresh right no so, it's, it's yeah, been yeah. going on for like a hundred years more it's, than yeah exactly and i think we also live in a bit of a society where like we have just this big like blame culture sort of thing so um, where, okay, if they even look at one thing like li- Black Lives Matter, the only thing they choose to focus on is the police yeah. and the police that have been you know unfairly and unjustly shooting unarmed people sort of thing. And then rather than just accepting that a good number of people from one sort of way of life are saying this is happening to them, people are trying to point to statistics and reasons for why it's not true. You know, They okay. say, oh, it's not the police. It's not this sort of thing. And for me... I think that we have to change the narrative Mm -hmm. about all of it. This is what it really comes down to is even when it's saying like, all right, so you take a hashtag like defund the police. This is probably going to be a negative sounding hashtag. But the idea behind that is not saying we don't need police, but it's saying if we look at the amount of money that we're putting into police, maybe we should start to question the police training maybe if instead if we put a little bit less money into the police and put that money into education Mm -hmm. we might now be able to produce a society of citizens that are less likely to break some of the laws so then you don't need as many police officers so i think those are some of the things that we need to change um and that it's not a matter like of just police being bad Mm -hmm. you know i definitely don't think that and i think if anything like the media is been set up to distract us it's been set up to distract us number one Number two, it's been set up to divide us because yeah. this this is the biggest thing for me for the Black Lives Matter versus like all lives matter debate. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course, all lives matter. There's yeah. no question about that, guys, yeah. but it's not like a black or a white thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of a matter of like the haves versus the have nots. OK. And as long as the in most of us, even if we think we have something in the grand scheme of things, we're all have nots. Yeah. It's good. If you're not in that top one yeah. percent, you're a have not. Yeah. And you know, and those haves are the mm-hmm. ones that are gonna be setting up these sorts of fights and things so that that you're we're arguing between ourselves yeah. while they're passing laws to be able to protect their money and continue to protect their yeah. interests.
0: I agree that the whole thing is a big distraction. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I think I mean the I don't want to call the movement a distraction, because I certainly wouldn't Mm. say that, but I would say we need to change the narrative a bit more to say, like, guys, right now, black people in the U.S. seem to be struggling. Mm -hmm. So we need to help them out. And if there was ever a day for me where I see, like, okay... Like we're the minority, but if it somehow flipped and let's say Hispanic Americans became the majority Mm -hmm. and now white Americans started to struggle, I would Mm -hmm. say we need to help out white people too. Right. Like it's about being human. Mm -hmm. And I think in the world we're in now, especially if we look at this response to COVID, whether you believe in the coronavirus or not, it's this question of just humanity. And do we still have this compassion for fellow humans?
0: Yeah. I would agree with you. Change the narrative, and it is all a big distraction to what the the one percent of the one percent are doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So that like it, we're, we're losing our focus, and mm-hmm. we're just looking at what we have the these social media like warriors, right? That are saying, okay, I went and posted something on social media, or I argued about this. I did my duty.
0: Yeah, I you know? know it just makes you feel good, and you get like this immediate satisfaction. That you gratification. Know? Like we yeah, like I before. did my yeah, part. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man.
1: But like I said, we we all have much more to do. Mm -hmm. I would say like for us, the Black Lives Matter itself probably needs to structure its agenda Mm -hmm. a bit more. To not just say, okay, defund the police, but here are five to ten key things that we would really like to see happen in the next year. And whoever is going to be running for election, like this is in order to help secure the black vote, this is some things that we need you to promise to deliver on. Mm -hmm. I think that, that more so would help get some structure behind it people would know what you want politicians would know what you want and then you could anger like aim your anger at something yes like i don't even look at the the revolt or the riots and things as something so terrible of course it destroyed pop- property and that's not a good thing you know yeah. some people were killed and injured in the process also definitely not a good thing but this got worldwide attention If people didn't start destroying and vandalizing things, it probably would have stayed quiet and it would have continued a bit more. But now we're in this position that it's a real big question of what's next. So what do we do now? And each and every one of us have a bit of a, like I said, if we have this compassion Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if we're really human and caring about one another, where we have this moral obligation Mm -hmm. to support each other a bit more. So even if you are a 20-year-old guy in Hungary, Mm -hmm. yes, you might not be able to directly Support the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement, but how can you do that? Maybe if you find some of your friends in Hungary being racist towards black people or towards gypsies mm-hmm. or something You speak up about that. Yeah Say guys, all right, it's not cool. Yeah, 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 we made a joke or something, but don't do this. That's not okay And you're already helping the movement. Yeah sure. Like when we are choosing to say, okay, I don't have any power once we feel powerless. Mm-hmm. That's how the haves win
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. What would you say would be like? sort of a milestone to reach that would ease this problem yeah. like if we can crystallize like one thing that would be like okay we actually made some progress yeah one thing i would definitely
1: say would if we were to look at the so i think it's going to be linked back to the equality of opportunity
0: mm-hmm.
1: not so much the equality of outcome okay i'm much more yeah. of an advocate for forcing or pushing for some like equal opportunity rather than trying to force an outcome because there are Jordan Peterson, plenty of people talk about this as like why equality of outcome is not necessarily the, the best way because it takes too much like control and other factors that yeah. we need to read much more about. Absolutely. But um, I would say if you look at some of the statistics that are out there around just the average like black household. Mm -hmm. right in the U.S. and the amount of income that they have versus the average white household. Mm -hmm. And they look at like the the wealth gap between them. So I would say if we were able to help increase the wealth gap for black kids, especially, then they would be put in areas where now they can have better opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at many black people in the U.S. are like born into poverty. And Mm -hmm. if you look as well in those impoverished areas, there is a lot of lead in water. And there's data proving that lead and water has an effect on brain development yeah. wasn't that in Flint Michigan yeah Flint Flint was uh, oh, an example but there yeah. I can't think of the cities but there are some cities that have like double the amount of lead that there was even in Flint Jesus right Jesus. so like and this has been proven has an effect on your brain yeah, development that's so up. maybe we find we take some ways to clean up that water or something so that now mm-hmm. these impoverished children or the people that are taking a step back, let's give them an opportunity to be able to operate on an equal playing field. I got you. So, so something like that, I think, would be if we could, if we could help uh, bridge the generational mm-hmm. wealth gap. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of just I'm going to give you $1,000, but yep. maybe as every black child right now for the next 50 years doesn't have to pay for college. It's not okay. going to necessarily like kill colleges, but now the Kids can know. I don't have to think about not going to college because I don't have enough money. That's not going to be a problem for them.
0: I agree with you, man. I mean, I I think that for everybody in the U.S., it should be much (laughs) easier to go to university. Yeah. You know, not just for black people, but for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, it's ridiculous. absolutely agree. mean this is why I came home yeah it's like fuck I'm gonna pay I'm gonna be like what if I go to a decent university Mm -hmm. it'd be at least like at least what a hundred thousand dollars in debt for sure and I'd be 22 years old I'd have negative a hundred thousand dollars yeah I mean that's infinitely worse than having nothing at all yeah and then again that sets you back because now you have to spend your Uh, life trying to work your way out of this debt dude even like my friends in university now from the states. Exactly. It's like, dude, they're all, they're going to be paying off that debt for Mm -hmm. the next 10, 15 years. For sure. And for them, uh, I can't believe that for them, it's like normal. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is normal. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, man, at least for me, that's not normal. Exactly. And and, and this is why I say
1: again, that if we look at, it's not just like a black versus white thing. It's whoever needs to be needing this help. We should help everyone Mm -hmm. that needs the help. Mm -hmm. And from studying political science, I appreciate this because it teaches you to look at other systems, and that's the thing that I think we forget mm-hmm. is like we already look to say Okay, if we're gonna help certain people out now it equals communism. That is not the case That's not the case. <laughs> you can look at Europe and say okay look at some of these countries here yeah. learn from them
0: Yeah, we had yeah. communism here. It didn't help anybody
1: exactly Yeah, we can learn and make sure that we can make some adjustments so we don't do what they did That's the beauty of being human is this power to adapt.
0: Yeah you know? Yeah, absolutely it's just crazy how this this it was like a ignition yeah you know yeah
1: it's but this year has been a perfect storm
0: and, it really has yeah you know i was saying earlier maybe i said this before in a different podcast but like the shit that's happened in the past six months usually happens over the course of a decade for sure. sure this is this 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 year is like it's like on steroids like like you know what i mean like absolutely but if i had to
1: give my theory i would say things are gonna get worse before they get better
0: i absolutely agree with you man like things are gonna potentially get a lot worse before yeah. they get better. You remember in April? I don't know. I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, by the time June comes around, yeah. this will all be over. Yeah. I think it's going to be a couple of years before we forget about Corona. Easily. Easily. Co- easily. Even the black play lasted for three years. Yeah.
1: I mean, let's look at the basics, right? So, this is again the advantage to me of having the corporate ba- background mm-hmm. a bit. I know that if something's happening in Q2, we're not going to find out the effects of that until August. Mm-hmm. You know once you're at the end of Q2 when you need to now report this and then we can find out our clients How bad they got hurt how much money they have to now invest in us for the next coming quarters? Right. You know that's gonna be one big factor for people who make their money for the year just through the summer for example Yeah, now they lost their oh, income man. for the year
0: at yeah, the tourism exactly. Uh, what, what's what's it called when you? Uh, well, like what, remittances when you take care of people, you know, you know what you know what I mean? Like if you have a restaurant, yeah What's that called? Like, uh, but you're
1: not saying like if you're sending money back to like another country because that's remittances. Like if you're a migrant I'm, worker,
0: I'm, I'm just uh, saying like 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 businesses like, like hospitality. Like, oh, that's it. Hospitality, hospitality is, fucked. Yeah, yeah. is fucked. Oh, total. Fucked. Like I think in the U.S., 50 percent of the restaurants are closed now. Yeah,
1: and staying for good. And if you think about it again, yeah. the basic premise of a vaccine. There are what nine billion people or something on the planet. Even if we seven do, seven oh, seven. Seven, okay, yeah. seven seven billion seven, on the planet. Seven, yeah. Even if we. Put out a vaccine tomorrow that mm-hmm. works. Yeah. How long is it going to take to vaccinate the planet?
0: No. And like how, imagine like the struggle for it. Yeah. You know, who's going to pay for it? Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> who's going to get it? Who's going to get it first? Exactly. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. What's up, Richie? We got time? Finished? All right, bro. Good topic though, man. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. Well, hopefully in the future, I plan to do like longer ones, not yeah. just one hour ones. It's all good. Man. But I think for now it's okay. It's yeah, just, yeah.
1: Giving people the little taste of exactly. things to come, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, thank you very much, man, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I hope you had fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers for this, man. Let's finish this up. Let's go.